into the contest. It's Wednesday the 24th of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here and I thought I heard some musical sounds last night. You were loud. Six and out, we're rehearsing ahead of the big gig, Shana. Yeah, we're playing on Saturday night for the first time in a long time, mate. As I said before, we're a bit like the Eagles. We're on a, we've had a 14-year vacation. But if I speak really loud today, Tim, it's because my ears are still ringing. It was very, very loud last night in that rehearsal studio. But uh, good fun. We dusted off a few cobwebs. And uh, one more rehearsal on Thursday before the big gig Saturday. Where's the gig again? Uh, we're playing up at Hardy's Bay um, on the Central Coast. So, mm. mate, all tickets sold out in about 20 minutes. So um, it should be, a, should be a fun night. You'll be on the road for a while now, eh? Taking it easy with the Eagles <laughs> and six and out. All right, this is Afternoon Sport. Ben Stokes opens up about his difficult couple of years. Manchester United, are they on the road to success now? And Paul Gallen and Phil Gould, they get it on. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Shane, so Ben Stokes, uh, in, a, in a, a long interview, has opened up about a number of things, the passing of his father and also the mental health break that he took from the game. And look, he also, in this piece, says he, at one stage, never thought he'd play cricket again for England. Yeah, look, there's been a lot of um, a lot of noise around the mental health space in recent times. And I think this interview, for me, is one of the best interviews explaining exactly what it is for someone who hasn't been through it personally. Um, whilst I understand there are issues in and around it, um, unless you, I think you've really been through it, it is really probably hard to understand because I think it varies in a lot of different, for a lot of different people. But look, he said and explained really well that he had this sort of real tough northern lad bravado. He said he had tattoos and he thought he could just deal with stuff and he was just throwing stuff into a glass bottle and, and building up all these emotions. And at, at one point it just snapped for him. And he had panic attacks and he said he really, really struggled and thought he'd never be back playing for England. Um, and that was, so he took a five-month break, which was really tough for him to, to walk away and I suppose admit that he had weaknesses in that area. Um, but only, you know, uh, a year later, he's captain England. So it definitely worked for him and, um, and good on him for sharing this to a lot of people and explaining um, what it was for him. And I think it'll help a lot of other young boys and girls going through these issues. Yeah, he went to seek the right medical attention, didn't he? And, and worked yep. through it. And he's come out the other side, captain of England. So well done, Ben Stokes. Of course, we're all excited uh, from a cricketing perspective of the Ashes next year. But a lot of the focus here in Australia, cricket-wise, has been on the modified versions of the game and all the chit-chat around that. Glenn Maxwell, who, of course... Uh, is an outstanding player when it comes to the modified version of the game. He, he got on the front foot and was talking about one-day cricket. He said, well, he conceded that there's too much one-day cricket, or there was, uh, but he said there is a place for it. Yeah, and and potentially there is. Um, I, I think, I've said a number of times, I think there is too much cricket. So if, if there's going to be a version that will have to go to the wayside, it will be one-day cricket, I believe. Look, Glenn, Glenn Maxwell is a bit of a... 
um, a maverick in this space. Um, if we only remember a few years ago, he was the one that said to Justin Langer, I don't really want to play test cricket. I can earn more money playing one-day cricket. And Langer lost his absolute marbles with him. Um, so he's a bit of a maverick, as I said, in this space. And look, it's just going to be really, really hard for these young uh, dynamic one day in uh, T20 players to to make the choice because you can earn a lot of money playing T20 cricket. That's a fact. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we reported yesterday about Manchester United's 2-1 win over Liverpool and uh, the reverberations have been quite amazing, haven't they, since, of course, such a massive sporting brand. And when you read the detail about supporters marching in the streets, mm. about the ownership, they thought that the whole thing had derailed and uh, the way they played at Old Trafford, uh, it really does now um, sort of give a signal to what this Eric Ten Hag era can be like. Yeah, well, Eric's doing a fantastic job. Um, to turn it around, look, they lost to Brighton. They had a 4 0 loss to Brentford and, yeah, had Man U hit rock bottom. They thought they had. And then the big derby against Liverpool to win that 2-1 was amazing. And uh, they're bringing a bit of confidence back to the Man U and, and confidence back to the supporters. Yeah, absolutely. It was funny beforehand. Did you see Cristiano Ronaldo snub yeah. that, uh, the commentator, the guy that had been critical, Carragher, and Ronaldo just absolutely iced him, brushed him. That's the best blank I've ever seen. Yeah, Jamie Carragher, who's a Liverpool legend, has been very critical of uh, Ronaldo um, over the last season. And uh, Ronaldo pretty much proved to him he doesn't want anything to do with him. And uh, he blanked him twice. Um, he asked him a question, didn't answer it, and tried to shake his hand. He just brushed him. <laughs> Good on him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he did, he That's didn't me. go near him. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's, he got his point across. Uh, what about the Ukrainian Premier League? This is just an amazing story, really, uh, that they're starting up their new football season while the ongoing war continues. Of course, the war's been going for six months, but uh, they've got 16 teams in their local competition, and on with the show. Well, there's one thing that that part of the world does have, and that's resilience. And, um, yep, as soon as the air raid stopped, the football started, and... Um, it's a beautiful story. I think it gives people a lot of hope. Yeah, absolutely. The Ukrainian mm. uh, Premier League, um, yeah, continuing on throughout the process. So uh, that is quite amazing. What about Shaquille O'Neal? I, I had the opportunity to go and watch Shaquille O'Neal play at Staples Centre quite a number of years ago. Um, Kobe Bryant was just a teenager at the time, and there we were sitting in the stands, and Jack Nicholson mm. and uh, Donald Sutherland were all sitting, and there was Shaq. He's just an extraordinary figure, massive human, over seven foot, absolute legend of basketball, worth billions, and he's in Australia. He's out here on a speaking tour, um, and he'll be speaking mm. uh, with Joey Johns, I believe, um, and Nathan Brown, the AFL footballer. Um, yeah, he's out here on a speaking gig. He loves Australia, he said. Um, he loves his cash. He's earned a lot. But I remember seeing him in, in LA. I was with Adam Gilchrist in a, in a uh, sort of a bar around a pool and in walked Shaq. And I've never seen a bigger human in my life. He was he's not only tall, but wide shoulders on him, big legs and big flippers as well. And uh, yeah, huge man. He's massive. What a superstar. <laughs> Stay with us. We've got all the AFL and NRL next. This story of North Melbourne cancer survivor Ben Cunnington, it just gets better, doesn't it, Shano? Uh, is he signing a new deal? Yeah, good on him. Um, he's been through the ringer, this poor guy, two bouts of testicular cancer, and 
But the good news is, mate, that he's been signed to a two-year deal with North Melbourne. So it's a really, really feel-good story. And um, it just goes to show that, uh, you know, this guy's got some fire in him and there is reward and light at the end of the tunnel for him. So congratulations to Ben Cunnington. Seems this rugby league show on a Monday night on Channel 9, it's Paul Gallen and Phil Gould. They, I don't even know where they go in pre-scripted or what, but they're always having a blow-up about something. This time it was James Tama they went toe-to-toe. Yep, and unfortunately, I'm, I hate to say this, but I'm going to I'm going to agree with Paul Gallen. God, I can't believe I said that. But, um, yeah, Gus Gould said that the James Tamo uh, should be given a reprieve. Being banned for two games with his good record could end his career and he should be given a, um, a reprieve. And then Gallen, which I have to agree, said you, you can't just give someone leniency just because they've had a good record and um, they've got their last two games coming up. So I have to agree with Paul Gallen there. Yeah, but I think he's going to be allowed to play, Tamo. Um mm. It was a blow-up. I mean, the funniest thing about it was calling the referee, as we said yesterday, yeah. incompetent when you were down by 70 points. It's like <laughs> if he ever wanted to come back at him. Now, Anthony Joshua, um, look, did you see him grab the microphone and talk after this fight, after going down to Alexander Usk, the Ukrainian? It was he, it was unhinged, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really bizarre. And um, I've seen Anthony Joshua quite a few times interviewed. Um, he's been on Graham Norton a couple of times, and mm. and the guy speaks very well. He's obviously he's very clever, very articulate, um, and very composed. And, and this was – I think this just really just shows that the amount of pressure these guys are under, these high-level sportsmen these days. Um, they're in a real pressure cooker. Yes, they get paid a lot of money, but still a lot of pressure goes with that. And, yeah, it was just really, really unhinged. Yeah, and he was talking about, you know, I'm not an amateur boxer. I was never an amateur boxer. I nearly went to jail, so mm. if you knew my story. And, he look, it was a little condescending, I think, to the guy that just beat him at times because – but he, he just seemed off the air. It was mm. If you get the chance to have a, have a look at it, have a, have a squiz, it, it is interesting viewing, that's for sure. Now, the UFC, what about Aussie Alex Volkanovsky? Crowned UFC's number one pound-for-pound pound fighter. Number one pound-for-pound pound fighter, that's right. And um, look, people now saying this puts uh, Volkanovsky up there as an Australian with the greatest Australian sportsman of all time. Big call, big call. I think he's, yes, pound for pound. If he stays there for a number of years, he, there might be an argument that he could be up there. But um, right now, I can't see him being up there with the likes of Bradman. No, no, no I wouldn't. No. Uh, not, not, not at this stage. No. But uh, it's it's a fair rap, though, isn't it, yeah. being the number one pound for pound fighter. Now, Shane, I've seen some remarkable things at sports grounds, having covered <laughs> it for three decades. I've seen streakers of all shapes and sizes. I've seen <laughs> sports individuals injure themselves trying to, uh, you know, stop streakers and other people doing, you know, things in the crowd from the Mexican waves to the, to the you know, the beer glasses. But I've never seen anyone turn a hot dog into a beer drinking straw. <laughs> this guy hollowed out a hot dog sausage and, as you said to me, turned it into a straw. So he put it into his beer and sucked beer through the hot dog sausage. Um, yeah, uh, this guy knew his way around a hot dog sausage. <laughs> I don't know where he gets his skills from, but um, yeah, it was um, interesting viewing. Yeah, <laughs> Surely they had a straw in the joint. Surely they had a straw. He just likes the taste of it. Maybe it gives extra flavour to the beer. I don't know. Now, a guy that won't ever knock back a hot dog or a beer, Martin Haywood, your great mate who you played a lot of cricket with at Mossman in New South Wales, uh, he'd be rolling. He'd be riding the roller coaster with Ricky Stewart. He's a massive Canberra Raiders fan. 
he is a Cameraders man, and um, I know he's been quite disappointed at times this year. Um, but Marty was a New South Wales top order batsman. We won the Sheffield Shield together in 93, 94. Mm. Actually, we won the double that year. Um, he's also my flatmate for five years. Um, nicknamed Moose, and Marty always looked a lot older than he was. Um, he probably could have played in that Canberra back line. He had massive quads as well. But I remember him playing in an under-17s um, fixture, playing for the ACT against New South Wales, and he was warming up, hitting the ball. And the boys from New South Wales thought he was the, thought he was the coach of the under-17s. He looked that old when he was 17. <laughs> he had a full beard, massive quads. Yeah, the Moose. But... Uh, he wasn't a coach. He was only 16 years of age from, from Canberra. <laughs> and, and look, I know you got Brad Haddon. The, the podcast was released earlier in the week, him and Trent Robinson. But yep. with Brad Haddon and Moose, they are two of the most avid Canberra Raiders fans I've ever met. Yeah, they love them. They love Daly, Stuart, Walters, Meninga, Mullins, Clyde, the whole lot of them. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, the Osher Group. Uh, go to oshergroup.com if you're in the market for a racehorse. They're definitely the guys to talk to. And, of course, our great producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like The Dragon Cast with Ferris and Gale. Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale put on the rose-coloured glasses to discuss the rugby league soap opera starring St George Illawarra and the NRL. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.